is geared for you to think. Welcome, goddess. Welcome, goddess. Episode two of the second season. I'm excited that we're consistent so far. This, I think, is the soonest like back-to-back recordings we've had. And I can see you. You can see me. Twice now. It is. I have to put it out there that episode one, we had an an abrupt ending to our episode. We did. That's the beautiful part about working and flowing with our cycle is that we, we really do honor that. I was in pre-av and you were in pre-death, so that's a pretty solid set of cycles there. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, thank you for just rolling with me, because that's all we can do. <laughs> but tonight will go much smoother. I'm winning today in the mothering department, so yeah, yeah. let's do this. We talked about not mothering or mothering when we did not want to, and you're winning in the mothering department this this week, so, you know. Yeah, full circle. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Ebbs and flows, ebbs and flows. So how are you? Exhausted, but great. Good. You described how I'm feeling, so that's pretty good. (laughs) I know. When you Margo pulled me earlier, I'm like, "Mm, I'm on her level. I couldn't even think. I took a 40-minute nap. At like 5.30, I was like, oh, crap. So I made myself a cup of coffee (laughs) just so I could get through the rest of the evening. And I did. But your nap sounded delicious. I was very blessed to be able to drop off um, my youngest at my mom's. So I had that time to be in my sheets. I did not want to get out because it's freaking cold. And I know on the East Coast, 56 degrees is warm, (laughs) but here in Southern California, it's cold. (laughs) It is freezing. I know, I feel so silly. My mom is in Idaho, and she'll be like, oh, it's 23 today. I'm like, My friend in New Jersey told me yesterday was 8 degrees, and today it was 13 degrees. So I was like, whoa, that's that's pretty warm. (laughs) I can't handle that. No. That's why we live here. We're good. Yeah. Would you like to introduce the topic for us, please? Blood. Yeah. Blood. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So what inspired you? Well, I am on day five and my blood is wrapping up and I don't know. It it was just one of those things where I was like in the kitchen doing dishes, trying to think of a topic because we didn't really have one. And just something was like blood. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see what she thinks. Which I would never expect you to say no to blood. So. Exactly. I love it. <laughs> no, I really and do love it now. I'm reading Her Blood is Gold, Laura Owen. My reflection read is actually coming out of there so oh good yeah I didn't have one and I'm like no but I have to have one so I just opened my journal (laughs) and I was like let me see what can apply (laughs) so there we go in pure Venus fashion (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) I actually had 
two reflection reads for last recording and we had to abruptly end so I didn't get to share any but usually I have none so I was proud of myself <laughs> I am proud of you you have one today mm -hmm. so I have a question what first enters your mind when you hear me say the word blood I love that question I let you it's like you were prepared for this podcast episode <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, what enters my mind when I first hear you say blood? A uterus. I see walls shedding. I wish I could see what really happens inside of my womb when it sheds. Yes. I think cleansing. I think gold, like red gold. I know that doesn't make sense maybe to some people, but I see a river. I just see a red river. There's so many pictures that come to mind. Yeah. How about yourself? Um, yeah, I love all that. The red gold makes sense to me somehow. I don't know, but it does. The shedding for sure. Like I visualize what I think, you know, it would look like as she's just like creating this like shedding waterfall you know I think of like a bloody waterfall which would then turn into your river and yeah I mean the words that come to mind I guess aren't physically descriptive it's more just like magic like I just feel like pure like sparkly shiny magic like vibrant and alive yeah a lot of the words that you're using I was picturing along the river and then with the waterfall into the river and a big full moon just shining on the river and sparkle like kind of like you were saying just magic sparkling and it's crazy because prior to even getting into tracking my cycle which I think now in February will be a full year that I've tracked my cycle and exciting. it is so exciting because I have enough data to know what my cycle looks like now and to depend on that data, which is crazy because you depend on that data and then all of a sudden something changes and you're out of like, you're like, wait a minute, what's going on? But we'll get into that. But yeah, prior to tracking my cycle, hearing the word blood, I would have thought wound. I would have thought death. I would, have, But not death as in like the death and rebirth that a cycle brings, but death as in massacres or I don't know why that like that gore. word yeah that yes gore <laughs> massacres came up in episode one too <laughs> with talking the Cali Cali goddess oh yeah so but yeah it it's so empowering to know about my body now and the perception of blood in my I guess my perception of blood now that I know about my body. Yeah, I resonate with that. And I am a bullet journal person and I was looking for a fun bleed tracker layout for my bullet journal. So when I was, you know, like scouring Pinterest, there's quite a few on there, but they're all titled like shark week and like these really just like negative, like gory <laughs> titles, like, you know, just based off of that and how they're 
layout is titled that it's a completely like negative thing in their life. I was happy that to see that people are doing it and tracking it, but I was sad. I could tell that it was, you know, a not so positive thing for them. And that brings up for me, that brings up the way that we parent around our cycle. Like how we, I know that in season one, you mentioned in one of the episodes about how you talk to your daughters. I know your middle one, how she had asked you, I'm trying to remember exactly. Let me go back. Let me apply it to my, my own life. I'm speaking about your life. My youngest being three and my oldest being six, um, boy and girl, many mothers I feel like can resonate with this. Um, you don't really close the door going to the bathroom because it's either an obstruction and they're going to they're gonna either pound on it until you open it or you just leave it open. They just kind of peek in. Oh, okay, she's in there. She's fine. But in doing that and leaving, it's an open door policy, <laughs> not really a policy, but it's an open door practice going to the bathroom. And when I'm on my bleed, they see they if they're walking by or whatever, and it's normal to them. And it wasn't at the beginning, I remember it being something scary or something questionable. When they did see me, they're changing um, my pad or changing my, um, I use the Diva Cup. We are not affiliated with the Diva Cup, but if you guys buy some, you guys should hit them up saying that we recommended you so they can pay us. Um, Side note. And so they just got used to seeing the blood and they did ask questions and I answer them the best of my ability without overwhelming them with too much information. Yeah, it's something normal. And it's funny, my, my three-year-old sometimes will, well, once has joked around. She went to the bathroom and she's like, oh, mom, I have blood on my, on my underwear. And I was like, what? No, you don't. And she starts laughing. So I just, it's, <laughs> it's really cool for me to know that they're growing up as it being part of their normal. Even in my son's situation, he's a male and he won't ever bleed like that, but it's normal to, it'll be normal to him that that's just a part of a woman's being. So important. And thinking about what you just shared, like I never once knew when my mom was bleeding growing up, not once. That's such a paradigm shift. Absolutely. And and it's crazy because yeah, now that you said that, I, I don't remember ever seeing my sister. I just know that my mom would buy pads and we never used, at least I didn't use tampons. And that was to the extent that I knew about a period. And I remember being in like ninth grade, right? I, I was in ninth grade. I remember because we were having my quinceanera practice and all the girls gathered in my room and we would make like fake commercials. We would just record ourselves and we would make fake commercials about periods and how horrible they were. I don't know why we were. Yes, at that point, we really hated our periods, but we knew very little about it. And whatever knowledge we knew came from, in quotations, health class. And before health class was fifth grade that where they separate the boys and the girls and they give you the period talk. And I know we've gone through that a little bit in another episode, but it was just not a comprehensive explanation as to what was going on in our bodies. Right. It's completely separated, like a whole, like this completely separate part 
of life when in reality it's not separate at all like it is the entire structure of who we are as like half of the world population like that's what's crazy it's like it's not like there's only like a handful of us that bleed like a whole lot of fucking people bleed and like nobody talks about it and it like radically affects your day-to-day life even not bleeding just like your cycle alone hormonal fluctuations and stuff like it blows my mind that it blood menstrual blood in particular is like this taboo thing still right and how much it really means to bleed like if we don't bleed what what happens to what would be that blood it's if we're impregnated or we're carrying child that essentially becomes what helps the child grow and develop and super like side note or into another topic dealing with blood I don't know if you wanted to add more to that I had a little something to add but I don't want it to like throw you off from what you're about to oh it won't oh okay I was thinking not only well what you said about if you know your blood doesn't release from your body your body and if you're carrying a child how it nourishes and grows that child for 10 months but also if it's not making an appearance because of a health reason like that's huge that's major if you're not bleeding there's something seriously happening in your body and so it's yeah just another like aspect that blows my mind that it's not more actively talked about because it's an important Thing, regardless of which way you go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and at the same rate if you're not bleeding or if you're bleeding constantly I know that I have some women in my life that bleed every two weeks and it's like heavy blood it's like what is going on with you not in a bad way but really sit and or gotta sit and figure <laughs> out what's going on with your body there <laughs> yeah I know. Yeah, I had an old coworker who was also a good friend of mine, and she, like, more days than not of the month was bleeding, like, really, really heavy, and tests and tests and tests, and, like, nobody could come up with an answer, and I believe that the people that she was working with were just not educated in the female body, because many people aren't, like, up until just, like, a very short time ago, did we really have a more of a firm grasp on our female reproductive anatomy and we've been on this planet just as long as male genitalia so (laughs) i like how you put that male genitalia (laughs) like we know all about that but we're still like taking guesses at vaginas (laughs) oh well and that leads me into What I was going to say is blood practices, blood rituals. I don't know how that transition happened, but um, that's something that I came to because I was grossed out by my blood. I was grossed out by my my bleed period. (laughs) Ha ha, my bleed period. (laughs) You know, me and puns. I don't know if that was a pun, but anyways. um, Learning about my body and seeing just really embracing the fact that it's a natural phenomenon that we go through average once a month. I know that for someone, some women it's different and for a lot of women it's different, but um, appreciating, becoming in tune 
with my body and appreciating what it meant for my body allowed me to create rituals with my blood, collecting my blood and using it, whether it be for food for my plants or food for my soul. And that meaning things like dumping it on my head in the shower. I know that sounds really weird, but um, feeling the warmth. It's And I know I've, we've wanted to talk about this in other episodes, so I'm really excited that we get to talk about it now. But just random rituals that I didn't put a lot of thought into, but when I was in the moment, it just felt right, and then I did it, and then it was like, whoa, that's empowering. I guess you could call it a bloodbath. <laughs> and then also holding my hand. I've also held my hand to my womb and from my diva cup dumped my blood onto my hand and allowed it to just kind of flow down my, with my eyes closed, allowed the blood to just flow down my legs and then just opening my eyes and I'm in this, in, in another bloodbath. It's just, it's so beautiful. And for some, I'm sure some of our listeners are cringing, but when you see this as a sacred moment, it, it doesn't happen every day of, of the month. Before, I used to be bummed out as to how long I'd bleed because I was. I was a long bleeder before starting to take the vitamin D. I would bleed for, I would say, more than a week. And then I'd spot throughout the month. So I was resentful why I was always staining my underwear. Oh my gosh, it would piss me off to stain anything, anything. I felt gross. I felt ashamed. And now it's like, pour it all over me, please. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm going to try some of those things for sure. And, um, I think, you know, you're better with names than I am, but there's a woman and we've spoken about her on Instagram and she does the menstrual blood art. We'll put it in the show notes, but that's one thing that I've really, really been wanting to do is painting with it. I've done the face mask, which was awesome. I need to do that more regularly because I really want to like test it and see like how my skin improves. The one that I do most often is just offering it back to our garden. I did that today actually. And I was, I used uh, the Diva Cup for a long time and that makes it super easy to collect your blood in the last like maybe five or six cycles, my body's just been not vibing with it. There's nothing like wrong with it. I highly recommend the Diva Cup probably more than any other cup. And I'm not affiliated with them either, just personal preference. Yeah, my body's just been like, I don't want anything sitting inside of there all day long. I just don't. And I noticed there was a cycle recently where I did for just one day, I think I was going to be like running around doing something. So I'm like, oh, I think I'll just wear the cup today. It would be more comfortable. And I, I realized that I completely forgot I was bleeding that day. It completely left my awareness. Whereas if I'm only wearing the cloth pad, it is in my awareness constantly because you're feeling it. You're feeling the flow. You know, there's something in your underwear, like it's, you're present with it. So when I realized that, I was like, okay, I, I'm really like wanting to like not lose that. I don't want to lose the awareness of my bleed. I want to be with it like every moment that it's here because like you said, it's not 
an everyday thing. And while I don't think it would be enjoyable to bleed every single day, it just makes it that much more like special and sacred for those five days for me that I am. Okay, so I just went off on a tangent. So cloth pads I use and I fill a jar with water, filtered water, and I just soak it for a few hours and then just like rinse it out, throw it in the laundry, and then I have a jar of fluid ready to go and be offered back to the earth. And sometimes the kids are present for it. Sometimes I like to do it on my own and like ritual with it. So that's my favorite. But I'm really one of these bleeds I would like to set up a space and I don't know like it sounds cool just like free bleeding and then like dipping a brush in it and just like this primal like rad all-in-one experience I don't know we'll see what comes out of that but that's been on my mind a lot lately I love it yeah the whole free bleeding free bleeding just sounds amazing just to be able to not worry about what I'm bleeding on in and ever since you mentioned in a conversation between us um, and Feralina, you both mentioned about it not feeling right to have the cup in during your cycle or maybe the first days and that got me thinking of that's true like I love the fact that it's easy to collect it's easy it's just there and I just dump it into a jar because I don't have cloth, the cloth pads, I have just regular store-bought pads. And you've made me more, you've helped me become more aware of bleeding because it does take that away from, from me. Like the sitting, when you sit and you're wearing a pad and you feel the flow, you're like, whoa. So I have now what I do uh, at the beginning of my cycle, I'll just let, I feel like my cervix is a little bit more sore I'll let her be and I'll just wear a pad and when she's maybe on day three, day two, day three, I'll um, put in the cup and, but I won't sleep with it anymore just because I want to give my cervix some breathing room. You know, it's, it's a suction type of cup. So I could see why it, and it, I wasn't aware of that until you brought it up. So thank you for bringing it up because it's less uncomfortable um, now that I don't use it from the start to the finish, um, the cup that is, I it's a little less uncomfortable. Not that the Diva Cup was ever uncomfortable, maybe at the beginning getting to know how to use it, but after it just became second nature to put it in, take it out. But now I, I'm 50-50 pads and, and um, the cup. So thank you. Yeah, that's basically how it started for me as well as like, the first day, because I was, I was at a point, um, kind of like you mentioned, where like start to finish sleeping awake, my cup was in constantly while I was bleeding. And then I, I began to just my, it was just my body communicating with me. It would day one when I'm like crampy and, you know, just not feeling super great. My body was just like, please don't do that. Like, just leave me be, give me some, some room to breathe and just low and so I started honoring that and then it just led into like a, I'm going to take a break from the cup and then in doing so and becoming more aware of the flow and being present with my bleed it's almost I'm probably going to piss some people off but I feel like it's a tool not intentional at all it's a super like 
healthy, empowering method, but it's still a tool to keep us disconnected and to not be as optimally connected with our bleed time as we can be. You know, it's great that it's not a chemical laden product that we're inserting inside of our bodies. But at the end of the day, I think it's still keeping women in a more masculine frame of mind because they're able to insert a cup and not just go on about their day and not worry about a mess or, although sometimes the cup can still be messy. (laughs) I've had some, I've had some experiences with that. So, okay, I'm just going to be like full on transparent. So I worked for this company called Purium and there was a local event happening. And so some like really successful people in the company um, were there and we all went to dinner after the event. And these are like mentors of mine, you know, like the owner, one of the owners of the company and fantastic dinner and like we're getting ready to leave and I'm on the last day of my bleed, right? So I'm wearing a cup that's like a little bit more flimsy than the Diva cup. I don't remember what it's called, but I was like, it's more, it's more comfortable. Basically the Diva cup can be a little stiff. So this one's much more flexible. So I'm like, it's the last day. I don't have anything to worry about because I do have a history of leaking with this cup, but I figured Last day is a light day, like I'm good. So we're getting ready to leave. And I just feel like this massive gush. And like, I move a little bit. I was in a black skirt. And I like do this silly, like cross my legs and like swipe my hand to see like what's going on. And my hand is like bloody, right? (laughs) So I like... (laughs) take a towel or like they had cloth napkins on the table which were like a dark red color perfect so I like sit on it and all the while like I'm scoping everybody out because there's like 15 people at this table to make sure nobody's like (laughs) looking at me when this is happening and so I like sit on the napkin hoping it'll like absorb until I can like figure out how to get to the bathroom (laughs) and Thankfully, like my purse kind of hangs low. So like when we all, we all get up at the same time and I like swing my purse behind me. I mean, I'm in a black skirt, so I didn't think you could see anything, but sometimes you can tell when something's like wet. And so yeah, I make it to the bathroom and like, I had to throw my underwear away because it was just like soaked in blood, like crazy. Right. I don't know. And then like, I didn't, I don't know. I wasn't in the mindset of like analyzing like now I would analyze like hmm, I wonder why like that happened you know just like seeing if there's like a connection with anything but I don't I've never had an experience like that and it's like why is this happening when I'm trying to like be all like professional businessy like you know ridiculous but so silly so yeah that's my messy cup story that is pretty crazy and comical now like I'm I don't know if it was comical to you at the moment but I don't know in a way like I was mortified but at the same time I was just like of course this is happening to me right now <laughs> I don't have any big like messy cup stories like that but I know my midwife has she was at a it was hysterical I'm not saying her name so um that's cool but she was at a birth and she had her cup in and she had to change it <laughs> and she takes out her cup and it it kind of flings out so the blood is just 
goes all over the wall, all over the bathroom. And she's like, <laughs> oh shit, like now he looks, birth. yes, <laughs> like birth, birth and death all in one day, you know, all in one day. But yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of, I, my cousin just recently started using a cup and uh, it's her first time and she was really nervous and she let me know that she was going to start using one if I had any suggestions. I'm like, just give yourself time to learn how to use it and YouTube or read the instructions. I remember buying my first Diva cup and reading the instructions from front to back to make sure that and they're like looking at the diagrams and following them along. And then, and then you just kind of learn your own routine, but uh, she's been using it for a little bit and she loves it. I don't, she has, I think the one is the bloody buddy or something. <laughs> So, um, I like that name, (laughs) bloody buddy, but there's so many out there now, which is great. So it is great. I remember I got my first one in 2012 and I feel like, I mean, I don't know if I just wasn't doing efficient research, but I feel like the Devo was it. Like, right. That was the, that was the one that would come up when I would search. And you're spending, it's like 40 to $50 on the Diva cup, which is absurd crazy but at the same time like if you remove buying pads or tampons then that kind of makes up for that because less I'm still using that one that I bought in 2012 (laughs) really like yeah that's awesome I mean granted I didn't use her for four years because of babies Mm -hmm. but she's in perfect condition and I so yeah money like whatever, drop it. Like drop it. It's totally worth it. In and how do you wash it? How do you clean your cup? Warm water and like Castile soap. Occasionally I'll like boil it, but no, yeah, that's it. It's a little like, I guess like yellow, like it kind of gets discolored. It's not like perfectly right. clear. And some people are bothered by that. Like there's videos out there of how to like get rid of the discoloration, but I don't care. Let's discolor all the things. Cause I'm bleeding on it. no big deal (laughs) let me bleed on you the world needs more color (laughs) yeah red I used to hate the color red until I fell in love with my blood me too I didn't necessarily hate it it just wasn't really on my radar and it felt like a intense color and now it's like yes like I write in red pen I wear like red scarves while I'm bleeding like it's just so fun Mm -hmm. what a difference It, it I know that appreciating and loving my my bleed has definitely helped me appreciate the color red all the shades shall we get into cycle time sure so I'm on day 18 I don't know where I'm in my cycle right now I should be ovulating but I've been spotting since I finished my bleed so there was like I I stopped my bleed And then I had maybe a couple to a few days in between. And then I've been spotting ever since. And it's, it ranges from like a brownish color and not bleeding. It's just spotting like a brownish color to a red color to a pink color. So I know there's something there. I know you said like back in the day, you didn't analyze it, but now I'm like, okay, womb, what is it that you need? What are we going through? Am I like checking in with my stress levels, checking in with maybe my sleep? Like, am I getting enough rest? Am I feeding myself appropriately? Hydration. Hydration. So there's a lot of things that I'm kind of trying to sit with and see, all right, what's going on? I know that there's a lot of change, expansion, evolution going on in my life right now. So maybe before it used to piss me off 
to spot. I'm like, why am I, why am I spotting? But I feel like it's just my womb trying to communicate that there's something more there. So I appreciate it. Other than the spotting, there's nothing more to my cycle. Uh, my cervical mucus is tinted right now because of the spotting, but that's it for me. One thing that came up for me while you were talking, thank you for sharing all of that, was like you've gone through this period of like transformation and connecting with your cycle, like on a super deep level. And you were staying home there for a while and like able to really put in the time with yourself. And now you're back in the workforce and not on, it's in your awareness, but you're not on that deep level as you were. And I'm wondering if it's like her way of just being like, hey, I'm still here. Like, I'm here. <laughs> Don't That's forget so true. me. You know, so like true. I'm sure I would definitely still like do the analyzing and making sure that you're like optimally taking care of yourself. But like that's one thing that came up is like just her like kind of waving of like, hey. <laughs> I love that. I love that because it makes sense. I was just thinking right before jumping on our recording is that I'm so much more in my masculine energy now than I was. I was 2018 was very heavy on finding my feminine energy and embracing it and harnessing it that now there has been a huge shift into my masculine and action and do and move and um so rest right now is just gold to me and so yeah that that simplifies it and a lot of the time when I try to analyze things I complicate them so that makes sense because it doesn't there's no pain there's no discomfort it's just Oh, I'm spotting. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that. Yeah, different perspectives. Um, I'm on day five, and I feel like we record mainly when I'm in pre-bleed, so this is kind of fun. Like, I feel like people are getting to know me in a much different season because I'm tired, but only because it's like a productive tired, you know? So um, I bled with the full moon, which this full moon was the super blood wolf moon in leo total lunar eclipse like holy crap and um the last few cycles i've bled with the full moon and um i'm not trying to change anything but it is uncomfortable because it's the the full moon energy gets you into that masculine state of like go 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 do 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 like energy so full moon was on sunday i started on friday and Friday for like half the day, usually when I start my bleed, I can like finish some stuff up, get the house clean and organized. So I feel good bleeding in my house because <laughs> when it's like cluttered and messy, I go crazy. But then, you know, like Friday evening and Saturday was just really intense, like super duper crampy. I basically had my hot, I had like a old school, my old school red hot water bottle on my womb space, like constantly. And, like, my lower back hurts. And so my cramps were pretty intense, even up until, like, day, oh, yesterday. And so I was feeling all of these things physically, but then, like, mentally and energetically, I was like, okay, I'm going to go do that, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to do that. Like, I had to force myself on day two to sit because I felt like I was my body was physically going to break in half. Just insane but like I couldn't stop I like didn't want to stop I had to do these things and I had to da, 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 and it's like ugh, like I'm so tired and usually like with the full moon I'm up until like all hours of the night and then on top of that like 
most of the time when I bleed, the same thing. I have, like, insomnia. So, like, put the two together. Like, whoa. Day five, finishing my bleed. It's She's still there. It's just light. And um, I'm feeling, like, super motivated. So, over my bleed, I didn't have any, like, hardcore downloads. Like, usually a few hours into my bleed starting, I already have, like, a clear download of, like, and it, when I say download, it's like this clarification. Like there's things on my mind that I've been debating or wondering about, or they've been coming up a lot, but I haven't really like pulled the trigger on it or I'm still like really unsure. And so when I get that download, it's just either like a hard yes or a hard no. And I'm like clear, I'm totally clear. And I love it. Like I, Lisa Lister coined the term bleed on it like just bleed on it if you had an idea because of that, you know, like it's so true. I got some ideas for routes that I wanted to go in my business and I was like, okay, I got to bleed on it. And so I'm like anticipating my bleed, you know, because I want to know the answer, like what is best for me. And so I got really clear on some ideas that I've had and that's why I'm so tired because that's what I've been working on. I'm just like, I'm in this like excited, I'm not in pre-ovulation quite yet that's usually on day seven it's this weird limbo where it's like I'm not bleeding but I'm not quite in pre-ovulation yet so it's like this menstrual limbo time so yeah I'm just excited to get into these quote-unquote productive seasons so I can like I'm really feeling my creative juices flowing right now so that's What's happening? It's exciting. And look at me doing cycle time, not ranting about killing people. Like, it's amazing. The universe made sure that we recorded outside of pre-death for you. Just because we want to give the audi- we want to give our audience a different view of Isadora. Yeah. Right. Not I'm just- not just Cali energy all the time. I promise. Yeah. She doesn't want to get stuck in a cave, flood the cave. <laughs> That was pretty intense. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was intense. And Thursday night, it never, like, it never felt. The day before I bleed, there's this buildup, like this intense energetic buildup where I just feel like I cannot take my life anymore. Like, I'm not, I don't have like suicidal thoughts or anything, but it's just like, this is so much for me right now. Like, I don't even know what to do. I don't even know how to handle myself or my kids. Like, what? the cunt is happening. And then I usually like have some type of deep conversation with my partner before bed. And then I cry myself to sleep. And then the next day I bleed. It's freaking intense. I just imagine this like volcano ready, like getting ready to erupt. I mean, essentially. And it's like spewing stuff. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Lava. Blood. Spewing blood. Lava is red, right? is hot when you pour it on your head or anywhere on your body it it's the blood like when I've ritualed with it that way it's this intense heat but comfort like because knowing I guess because I know that it's my own blood coming from my own body it feels so comfort if it's like this magic cloak coming over me so let's get into reflection read. Okay. So my reflection read, I'm just jumping into it. I wasn't even giving you the option to go first. No, I wanted <laughs> you to so go first. Excited. So again, mine is from Her Blood is Gold by Laura Owen. It's celebrating the power of menstruation. 
And this book has been sitting on my shelf, I think, for over a year. And we're in the process of you, me, and Farlina of reading um, When God Was a Woman right now. And in my prelude season, I just couldn't handle that. And I needed something a little lighter. And so I was scanning my bookshelf and this popped out to me. And so I'm so glad that I opened it up again because it's been just like rocking my womb on such a deep level. Okay, so excited to read this. So here we go. When you find the places where a culture splits from a natural truth, you have found a key, a way inside the diseases of the culture. I began to understand that the split between the wisdom and power of bleeding that I was perceiving and modern society's attitudes to the womb lay at the heart of the subjugation and denial of female reality and experience. One of the gifts of being female is the access to other worlds that comes during the premenstruum and the time of bleeding. This liminal time opens a woman up to her psychic abilities. Euro-Western mechanistic culture prizes the rational and is suspicious of the non-rational, of the intuition, the unseen realms, and the world of the spirit. The Christian church has encouraged us to think of ourselves as separate from God and in need of the intermediary of a priest in order to connect with spiritual realms. This emphasis on rationalism and the severance from an autonomous relationship with spirit has served to cut women off from a deep relationship with their menstrual cycle. A great part of a woman's psychic strength is tied up with the cycles of their bodies. And if we ignore this time and fail to recognize its enormous value, then we lose touch with the richness of female experience. Boom. Boom. I read that. I was like, yes. You were just talking about (laughs) downloads, how you bleed on it and you wait for, you excitedly wait for that time to get clarity on things. And there's that psychic ability. It's, it's not complicated. We make it complicated because it's something out of this world, but it's super simple when you really just sit with yourself and be. So that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Loved it. Thank you for allowing me the space to share. What do you have for us? Well, on July 21st of 2018, at the age of 30, at exactly 12.32 p.m., I wrote... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I need a break. Looking forward to my bleed. Not only does my bleed now bring relief of tension, literal and figurative, it also brings a refreshed perspective about all the things currently creating chaos in my mind. My womb space is surprisingly collected, strong and balanced. I'm on day 37 of my cycle. So just a few more days until I shed all the BS from this cycle. So, yep, (laughs) that was back in the day when my cycles were super long and, um, yeah, just clearly states right there why I'm excited about my bleed. And I do, I used to hate it before. And now I, just like you said, I excitedly wait for it because I know that there's something's going to come of it. If it's not clarity, it's time to rest because my, my lower back usually, I don't get cramps, but I do get tightness in my lower back and I get just tightness in my pelvic area and um, it just forces me to slow down rest and my partner thankfully is we now that we're just we have so much better communication um, I just let him know hey I'm on this day or I need 
you know, I can't bathe the kids. Will you take over? Or I can't carry the kid, you know, I can't carry our little one because my back hurts or whatever. It's, it's a big help to the, my bleed is a big help because it stops me and it slows me down and it gets me to thinking, opening up to my psychic abilities. Mm-hmm. I like that. It was like short and sweet and exactly like completely accurate reflection of your, like your viewpoint. It's perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. So that's it. That's it for this episode, huh? Do you have anything else to add? Yeah, I feel, no, that feels good. I feel like we covered a lot and we communicated efficiently and clearly. <laughs> and I hope we inspired some people to shift their perspective of that time of the month, Shark Week. Shark Week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us here on Between Two Ovaries. <laughs> yes, we had forgotten about that. So thank you, y'all, for listening. And housekeeping doesn't really exist right now. I know he used to do housekeeping, but we'll get back into that as it comes. But thank you for joining us. And we appreciate you. We love you. We send you a bunch of awesome womb eggs and womb blood and all the goodness. <laughs> we need to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Over. Out. It's good for you to think, for you to think, for you to think.